Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, go for it. Good morning, everyone. It is the notorious, glorious V, the Gorilla Cummings, coming to you live with my main man, the terror of the airwaves himself, the one and only El Cuco, the master of the flux capacitor. We bring you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguemoney.net. Follow us on Twitter, at the Rogue Money. Rogue Money on Facebook, DTube, Steam it, every single podcasting app known to humanity. We are there. We are there. We are everywhere you want us to be and a bag of chips. Also, check out our sponsors, mycbdedibles.com. If you haven't gotten the coffee, if you haven't gotten the chocolate peanut butter bullseyes, if you haven't gotten the granola, I don't know what you're waiting for. CBD, baby, the only way it's going to be nice and clean, keep it steady, and get you ready for the nutritional jolt that you've been looking for. This is the, the item. This is the snack, the drink, everything you need mycbdedibles.com folks go there place your order and you will get your deliciousness mailed in the mail you'll get it right sent to your front door order your deliciousness mycbdedibles.com and guys also check out the crypto school.io the crypto school.io the guys were in action yesterday all kinds of gains all kinds of profits Everybody's up 800%. Everybody's killing it in the Watch Us trade room over at the Crypto School. So go there. Join the Watch Us trade room. We will be accepting crypto payments soon. We're working on a solution to get that done. So uh, you know what? It's free money, baby. Free money. Go ahead and make it. TheCryptoSchool.io. And with that being said, also check out RemainCom.net. RemainCom.net. Their asset protection is the best. If you got collectors knocking on your door, waving the full four. You want to get these guys, you want to kick them in the nuts, you want to send them packing, you want to make sure that you can laugh at them right to their faces, go to RemainCalm.net. RemainCalm.net. Don't freak out, folks. Remain calm. And with that out of the way, Kuko, what's going on, buddy? Hey, good morning, V. Good morning. Doing great. Uh, you know, yesterday was a busy day. And uh, yeah, excited, excited to be here this morning. You know, it's 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 always it's always a great day. Uh, love the solutions that we're offering. So yeah, appreciate all the support from our listeners or fans. Uh, several emails regarding our products, and yeah, uh, people people love them. So I did put the thirty percent discount on there uh, for our rogue fans. There's no need to enter a code. Uh, if you go to the link on mycblevels.com, the shop with cryptocurrency, uh, those prices have been uh, reflected down. Thirty uh, percent off for for this week for for our listeners. So go check it out. That is awesome, dude. I'm definitely do some shopping. Word to the early bird. Siege, Siege. Wh- where do we start well, today, man? You know, I it, you you go for it. You tell me, V. Where where Bro, would you like I want to start with the sandbox. You know, the most volatile place on planet Earth, the sandbox, aka the Middle East, aka. One regional troublemaker in particular is something that I want to focus on. It's none other than the kingdom or the house of Saud. The house of Saud. 
We have uh, Gregory Copley of Defense of Foreign Affairs. He noted back in December of 2017 when uh, yours truly has been writing about this crap since 2015. Blood in the Sand was the article that I had up in Rogue Money. Uh, that was like a couple of years ago. Detailing and foreshadowing all the trouble that's ahead for the kingdom of Saud, the house of Saud, the outhouse of Saud. And at that time, we also had the prince uh, that was writing for us as well, who was connected to the royals. Uh, knows them very intimately. He he predicted this whole entire purge, all the stuff that was going to happen. So if you were around while well, we were graced by the presence of the prince himself, you would know what was happening. You knew that Saudi Arabia was a hot target. It was a hot potato. Saudi Arabia, folks, has now appears to have gone moved or moved past the point of no of no return. Okay, it's it's gone past that point, and could collapse any time into an internal conflict or fracturing. Concerns are growing within Saudi Arabia. The kingdom is facing systemic challenges. We could see its breakup within a decade or two. This was back even in 2015. Gregory Cropley of Defense Foreign Affairs wrote about it. I wrote about it in Blood and Sands back in you know, 2015, 2013, 2014. Matters came to a head on the evening of April the 21st, 2018, went heavy. Automatic weapon fire were, were her was heard over a fairly long time span. Coming from the compound of the Al Khazami Palace in the neighborhood of Kuzwama in Riyadh, government officials issued a report that the shooting was of uh, by palace guards firing at a civilian toy drone unmanned area vehicle, which was strayed into the forbidden airspace over the palace. However, it was clear that some of the firing occurred within the palace itself. Uh, there were significant number of casualties, and Riyadh had some discreet but clearly high-level funerals in the days which followed, although no announcements were subsequently made. Even by early June of 2018, of the deaths of any senior officials, and it was understood that some visiting and very senior princes and officials were in the palace when their armed bodyguards at the time, with their armed bodyguards at the time of the incident. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman MBS was reported to have been struck by at least two rounds. The government had said that the King Salman bin Abdul Aziz Al Saud was not in the palace at the time of the drone incident, quote unquote, and that he was with a family in a military compound in the northwest of the kingdom. Other private reports said that the king was in Riyadh at the time and was quickly moved to a safe haven. The incident showed the extreme extent of anger felt by a significant number of family members of the House of Saud. Toward the Crown Prince Mohammed's policies and methods, neither the king nor the Crown Prince appeared in pu open public situations from the time of the incident until early June 2018, though May, May 31st, 2018, the government released video footage of Crown Prince Mohammed meeting that day in Jeddah with Abd al-Arab Masood al-Hadidi, the Saudi-reported president of Saudi-supported president of Yemen. What was significant about the video and still imagery released on the May 31st, 2018 was that one shot showed the crown prince standing and shaking hands with the president. King Salman met in Jeddah with the president the day before. Folks, let me tell you what the breakdown of this whole entire crap show is. CJ, how funny would it be? <laughs> you know, I keep saying this, people. I keep saying this. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. Karma is a bitch. Is a bitch with fangs, with fangs and claws, with fangs and claws. How funny it would be, CJ, 
that the biggest destabilizing proxy war terrorist funding nation on planet Earth, Saudi Arabia, the ones who foment a civil war, quote-unquote civil war, the ones who go into Syria, pay off Chechen mercenaries, Uzbek mercenaries, uh, Saudi Wahhabist terrorists, and all sorts of terrorist organizations everywhere from around the world, bring them into Syria, call them the Free Syrian Army, where there's nothing free about them, and they ain't Syrian, and unleash them in Syria and say, hey, look, Syria has a civil war. How funny would it be, CJ, that the the, the, the civil war fomenter called Saudi Arabia, go, that, that foments, quote-unquote, civil war in Yemen, is now on the brink of civil war itself. <laughs> wow. No, that, oh, I love it. <laughs> it. It is pretty amazing to think about it. It really is. I mean, the amount of disruption that they've oh. created throughout the Middle East and now their turmoil may bring them down before anyone else. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Dude, I, I, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. The outhouse of Saud. The outhouse of Saud. See, Washington, D.C. knows how to pick them, don't they? Don't they? You idiots in Washington know how to pick an ally. <laughs> Look, let's pick a corrupt monarchy, right? Let's pick a corrupt monarchy. Whose, whose dissidents are on the verge of revolution, whose bellies are empty and are hungry, who have over 25 to 30% living in abject poverty, on the verge of revolt, who shares a border with Bahrain and Yemen, with there's a massive Shia that live there in, in Bahrain, pouring into the Yemen area, who go ahead and create problems with them, they have all sorts of systemic issues. They're burning through their sovereign funds, and no amount of, uh, of, of, of booze, no amount of blondes, none of this is going to save the outhouse of Saud. They are doomed. The infighting between Talal and his factions that he's connected with, and MBS and his factions that he's connected with, this is going to be a shit show par excellence, folks. Folks, I'll tell you right now. Grab your shawarmas. Grab your kebabs. Grab your falafels. Because it's going to be a hot time. <laughs> hot time in Riyadh tonight. I'll tell you right now. It's going to be a hot time in Riyadh tonight. And the cusp of this whole entire thing. In the backdrop of this whole entire thing, folks. When, not if. When the outhouse of Saud falls, when the outhouse of Saud falls, there goes with it a major, major support structure for King Dollar itself. It's going to be given the boot. It's going to be given the boot. Why do you think the Saudis are right now courting China? They're courting Russia. They're courting America. They're courting the Brits. They're courting the French. They're courting anybody. It's literally save our ship. All hands on deck. Princes and kings first. Women and children to the back of the boat. <laughs> this thing is going down, folks. You know, I don't know exactly the time frame, but you know what? They've driven this bad boy off the cliff. They have at least 3,000 casualties. Okay? 
they're saying, oh, oh there's there's a thousand casualties from our excursion, our our spelunking adventure that we've done in Yemen. Yes, 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 to fight the horrible Hoytis in in Yemen. In Yemen, we had to fight the Hoytis, but uh, but they're they're north of three thousand and climbing. You got Saudi tanks going up like Roman candles left and right. Saudis getting massacred left and right. This is a crap show. And you know what, CJ? It could it could have happened to a nicer bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, V. When you think about the turmoil, think of it like what is it? Seven, eight years in in Syria. The amount of loss of life. The the Yemen. Uh, the loss of life there. You know, just massive. And what's interesting was that uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo visited the kingdom right after this incident occurred. So. You know what specifically was the purpose of of that meeting? Uh, <clears throat> you know who who was involved in this incident? You know why it happened? You know you can imagine. You know think about it. If there's loss of life, if there's a palace <clears throat> shoot up, yeah. and apparently MBS was was struck two times. You know that had to be very much a a coup coup attempt uh, there uh, with the royal family. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's, this is very interesting to watch this be play, played out, V. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's no guarantee. There's nothing anybody can do because right now it's the night of the long knives in Riyadh, folks. It's the night of the long knives. MBS is in some bunker somewhere playing his PlayStation 4 Hoping this thing will blow over. Okay, <laughs> just when, he's like he's starting to realize, hey man, this ain't this ain't a video game. This shit is real. I can die out here. <laughs> v, what are your what are your thoughts on this? How how far do you think that they will let this turmoil go uh, before we see? Do you think that at some point we'll see uh, the, a pivot more towards China and and Russia and away from from U.S.? I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to think and play it out here. Is it you know? At what point do they have to cave and say, you know what, we we're no longer, or, or would Russia and China even deal with this? I mean, they could just sit no. back and watch their own demise at oh, this they, point. They will sit back and watch their own demise. They're sitting back. They're watching the assets at the. See, someone's going to swoop in and grab the assets when the outhouse of Saud collapses and it's done with. Okay, it is a house of cards. The Russians and the Chinese will do what they did in Venezuela. And I said when the turmoil started in Venezuela, folks. I was on the record stating this. I said, you know what? Don't expect Russia and China to do anything. They're going to let the Maduro regime collapse under its own weight. But what they will do is they will work with the captains of industries, those who are enterprising within the country, to get ready for some sort of a transition, especially with PVDSA, which is the uh, Venezuelan oil uh, conglomerate, the Venezuelan oil company, that they'll work with that. And what has happened since then? Well, Maduro is going you know, Nicholas of Sweetness, the bus driver Maduro, he won another unanimous landslide election. Jesus Christ himself, Jesus Christ himself could run against Nicholas Maduro and lose. Okay? That's how rigged, that's how rigged Venezuela's election is. Okay? <laughs> Jesus himself could come back and run against Maduro and lose. Okay? So... So, so Venezuela is in turmoil. They're eating their pets. They're, they have a refugee crisis that nobody wants to talk about in Venezuela. They're running into Colombia. The Colombians are saying, uh, "No, mama, sway. We don't want you. Get out." <laughs> okay, they're saying all these things, and it's a major, major crisis. And in the in the midst of it, you have the Venezuelan oil company PVDSA, 
and they are are cozying up to who? Who are they cozying up to? They're cozying up to Rosneft. They're cozying up to Sinopec. They're cozying up to ICBC. You know, uh, which is the the the, the Chinese uh, uh, mega bank. Okay, why? Because they 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 understand there's a transition in play. It doesn't matter if Maduro won the election. Elections don't mean don't mean anything. In Anybody who says that 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 Maduro's election is the will of the people, you're, you're smoking crack. <laughs> you're smoking crack. You're hitting the peyote a little too hard. Dial it back a little bit. Dial it back. Uh, Maduro's election was a scam, but there are there are forces at play underneath the surface in Venezuela. Captains of industry, individuals, leaders, community leaders, and they're doing what they can to try to position themselves that when the vacuum happens. They can step in and fill that void. The same thing is going to happen in Saudi Arabia. The Russians and the Chinese are not. Look, the dealing with Latin America is one thing. Dealing with South America is one thing. Okay, folks? It's a whole other crap show. It's a whole other challenge when you're trying to deal with the Middle East. Who the hell wants to deal with the Middle East? The Russians and the Chinese are not stupid. Okay? I mean, think about it for one second. China knew that the whole excursion... Okay, of Saudi Arabia into Yemen is going to be Saudi Arabia's Vietnam. It's going to be worse than Vietnam for the Saudis, and it's turned out to be an abject failure. They are literally getting creamed. China didn't intervene. Okay, and I, and I was the first one out there to tell you folks this. The Chinese, and I wrote an article about this, uh, you know, when this whole Yemen thing started, the Chinese were the only major world power that's been in Yemen the longest. They've been in Yemen since 1954. Why didn't they integrate? Well, China isn't. It is helping the Houthis. They are helping the the Yemeni government. They're helping them with you know with contractors. They're helping them with, with you know various other proxy groups and supplying them. But so the whole thing with Saudi Arabia was Saudi Arabia is courting. Hey, hey, here we have Aramco. Uh, uh, IPO anybody? Anybody IPO? What, what what's the IPO really about? What is the IPO, folks? Let me, let me ask you a strategic question here. This is a strategic question. This is an adult conversation. Let me ask you guys this, okay? What is the Saudi Aramco IPO all about? What's it all about? Is it because Saudi Aramco is shitting on vast swaths of oil? Is, is that what it's all about? Is it because Saudi Arabia is so oil-rich that they just can't wait to create an IPO? And put it out there for investors because they're sitting on such a glut of oil. No, it's not. You see, let me ask you this, folks. Let me let me tell you something. If Saudi Arabia was okay, real talk, real talk. Okay, if Saudi Arabia was really the oil kingpin of the world, if they really were the oil magnate that they say that they are. If they were to do an IPO, okay, with Saudi Aramco, don't you think people will be <laughs> Wall Street, City of London, Shanghai? They will be fighting tooth and nail. They will be stabbing each other with broken beer bottles trying to get the IPO into their own exchanges. I mean, you'll see Goldman Sachs will be walking through the, the hallways at some uh, stock exchange somewhere with a shank, and they'll start shanking guys left and right in order to get that Aramco IPO. But the dirty little secret is out. There's no freaking oil in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> right. Hence, hence why, you know, OPEC, you know, they can't increase production that much, V. And 
you know, Trump has been trying to pressure them to do that. And right. to, you know, yeah. So maybe he's doing that purpose saying, well, let's see what you truly have. Let's what see you if you have. can truly pump it out of the ground. You know, you should they their whole kingdom is built on a financial ruse. Folks, you want to know what a bubble does? You want to know why bubbles are dangerous? Bubbles create phantom growth. Phantom growth creates phantom wealth. Phantom wealth creates phantom empires. And all of it is just a show. And once the reality sets in, when, when economic mother nature comes back and she starts taking a bite out of you and starts tearing you a new asshole, you start realizing, wait a minute, the, the phantom wealth, the phantom the phantom uh, market, the phantom uh, empire is laid bare and exposed for everyone to see. There is no damn oil in Saudi Arabia. Nobody wants the damn Aramco. So the Saudis are basically begging people, please. It is a pleading for a sovereign fund to replenish a sovereign fund that's been depleted. The IPO is all about replenishing the and lining the pack the, the pockets of the fat out of shape shawarma eating kebab fuckers who have been running Saudi Arabia into the ground. That's what this whole thing is about. It has nothing to do with oil. It has everything to do with hey, we're broke. Please, we need to line our pockets. We need to buy some more bottles of Hennessy blue label and please order us a couple of blonde hookers that's that's what we're running low on guys 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 we need help guys that's what's going on in saudi arabia folks this is why i'm laughing this morning because it couldn't it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of guys <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's truly amazing to, to witness this and, and again you know yeah, just dude. the fact that and why that ties specifically to us v and why we want to be concerned oh. is that there's there's news like all over. I, I saw I read one report where the airlines are already set to jack up their prices. Uh, you know, it's, it was funny, you know, two or three years ago when prices went way down, what was it below fifty dollars a barrel? And did you see anyone reduce prices then? But I've I've noticed here recently with this uh, recent kind of, you know, spike in oil prices, I'm saying, you know, the grocery store items, you know, price 25, 30 cents higher than what they used to be, you know, just less than six months ago. So all this inflation is going to hit. So again, they have to push really hard to prevent the oil from spiking uh, $200, especially rolling in to the midterms. You know, that I, I specifically said numerous times that people will remember those things where they get hit the hardest and that's in the wallet when they're going to the pump and they're filling up and they're seeing these things happen. So, uh, so something needs to happen uh, quickly uh, to, to prevent that from happening. Uh, but obviously Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, maybe Russia will step in. We'll have to see to help, uh, Help with the global supply. They have to. <laughs> CJ, I, I I bought a twin turbo German V8 super sedan. You know, I'm averaging 16.4 miles per gallon. This oil price needs to come down. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spend seventy dollars to fill up at the pump. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's costing me, man. It's costing yeah. me seventy dollars. I turn I turn the car on. I hit the engine start button. And I see the fuel gauge go down a little bit. I'm like, oh man. I've even slowed down on my takeoffs. V. I, 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 I cruised. Oh, I'm know, not six. using launch control anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the bloody, the bloody Saudis. I mean, literally, guys. That's why I've been like laughing my head off. Okay, uh, laughing my head off 
in regards to uh, the, the, the Saudis, in regards to um, uh, what's happening over there, it's absolutely funny. Anyway, Siege, you got Lavrov meeting Kim Jong-un. Uh, what's that all about, buddy? Yeah, very interesting uh, timing of this meeting. So, yeah, so Lavrov uh, visited uh, in North Korea. And I think, V, this has a lot to do with the safety and the security of, you know, worrying about some type of a fallout of the, the meeting that's set to occur uh, with, with Trump. That's kind of like how I'm reading this is that, you know, he's he only wants to make sure that he uh, has some alliances being built. Uh, this article is kind of uh, portraying it more that Russia is brokering the summit between the U.S. and North Korea, uh, which potentially I guess that that they could be doing that. I mean, obviously, everyone wants peace on the peninsula, but just very in interesting timing. Lavrov invited Ong to come to Russia to visit there as well. Uh, so these alliances, perhaps maybe he's worried that if that meeting doesn't happen with Trump and, and then puts North Korea at risk, uh, which which hopefully it doesn't happen, uh, but just the timing of this is is very interesting. Let's let's hope that there is back channel communication between Russia and the U.S. You know, brokering this this deal, uh, this meeting to take place. V. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And last but not least, CJ, it's uh, great to see that Steemit has made an inroads to our buddies over at Zero Hedge. So happy to see that. Uh, kudos. Excuse me. Kudos to steam it and get the hell off of Facebook, people. God, I hate Facebook. Get it out. Yeah, get out of there. Go ahead, Teach. Yeah, you know it's very important to have this. I can't get the article uh, to come up for some reason, but it's very interesting because you know that the article is actually titled from the steam it blog. Whoever controls the narrative right. controls the world, and we're witnessing this right now. So think of you know what happened uh, in in the UK. Think of what uh, the recent announcement in France that they're going to start cracking down all, the, all this information. Think of recently when you have uh, Hillary Clinton was asked that if you could be the CEO of, of any company, what would it be? And she specifically says, I would be the CEO of Facebook. And, and you know why. It's because the amount of influence and the ability to control the narrative. And that's what we're witnessing right now being played out. I know Sean over at SGT uh, had his second strike. So he was uh, prevented from uploading and posting any videos. I think for a week, uh, he created a, a backup channel that he's operating on now. But this is happening. You know, this is being played out. Uh, the recent information coming out from the State Department stating that you know you you have to condition the American people. You know, to, to so that battle for that the narrative V is yeah. is very real, and it's just so important right now uh, for for our listeners not only to support you know rogue money but also to support Dave at X22, Sean at SGT, the great work that the new media is doing uh, to keep this alive. We cannot allow them to control the narrative because we know what, how that's going to play out. That's going to play out that Russia interfered in our election. That's going to play out that uh, that uh, the, these elitists, that they want us to keep conditioned to accepting you know, big government. We cannot let that play out, but that, that battle is very real, V. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And Siege, with that being said, but man, we are at the end of the show. And um, yeah, that's about it, dude. Thank you all for listening in. Take it away, El Cuco.